Welcome to the Intentional Abundant Life Podcast. I'm your host, Sasha Star Robertson. Wife, mom blessed by adoption, Jesus freak, wonderluster, overcomer, encourager, and an intentional living coach for moms. If you've stumbled upon this podcast, you're likely a Christian mom who's seeking more peacefully productive days. And what does that mean when we put it together? Well, first and foremost, we're focused on the peace that surpasses understanding and the steadfast loving kindness that comes from our Father in heaven. Next, we're focused on being good stewards of all our gifts and resources that we have been given in this life. And next, we want to be productive members of our family and our home, as well as our community and the kingdom. So if that sounds like you, let's go dig into today's episode of the Intentional Abundant Life Podcast. Hello, sisters, and welcome back for another episode of the Intentional Abundant Life Podcast. I'm your host, Sasha Star Robertson, and I am going to be bringing the fire today. It is Monday. Happy Monday. I've had two cups of coffee today, and I'll be honest with you, this episode is going to get real. It's all about being real on social media. So how this came about is I posted a post on social media last week that I just got such amazing engagement on. And I'm not talking about vanity complex type numbers, right? I'm talking about genuine conversations and heartfelt connections were made on account of that post. And I know social media is this this big thing where people want to just not portray their real selves on social media. They want to portray other things, which we're going to get into this episode. Um, I'm going to talk about my mission. I'm going to talk about this post that I shared. I'm going to talk about an acronym that came about, about being real. And I'm going to talk about integrity. I'm going to talk about just going deeper into this. And I am going to fire hose you with some scripture verses. I absolutely love when I sit down to prepare a podcast episode. And I've just got this idea in my head. I've just got a topic and God is just like, here we go. And just more and more stuff comes up. And so I literally sit down with a probably five minute or less thought in my head. And they always turn into like 15 to 30 minute episodes because God's like, nope, you're going to say this, you're going to say that. And so as I'm just sitting down and preparing, he really builds these a lot of the time, which I absolutely love. And I'm so honored um, that I get to share this information. So I am on a mission to transform the face of social media at least in my small little corner of, well, the meta, insert eye roll here. Um, I truly believe that the world needs to see more real life on social media, more reality. And like I said at the beginning, this came up because this week I had shared a post about something really real and vulnerable that happened to me. I had a change of plans. I had to shift my plan this year. I was planning on following a specific health plan, a specific eating plan all year long, but I'm also planning to be very good steward and very mindful of my finances because we're in the midst of this adoption journey uh, and so many other things. We're taking Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace University, and I just want to make sure we're, we're being really good stewards of our finances and 
and saving money. So there's two plans coming up against each other. And my husband and I had to sit down and really talk about this. And this has been multiple times this year. We've had to sit down and have these kind of heartfelt discussions about like, so what are our greater goals and what do we need to maybe defer or say no to or pivot from in this moment in time, in this season for the greater goals that we are trying to achieve as a couple and as a family. And so one of the decisions that we had made was that I don't need this specific costly plan to reach my health goals. There are other ways. They might be a little bit more difficult. I might have to figure some things out, but we decided not to um, continue to make this investment in this area because through our discussions and our prayer and everything, it just wasn't the right direction for us to take right now. Now, I'm not saying don't invest, right? Investing in our health, whether it's mental or physical, investing in our businesses and our self-development like, is so incredibly important. But you have to sit down and make sure you're making a wise, discerning decision with God and with your spouse and with other wise advisors that you have in your life. And this just wasn't a decision that we could come forward on. So I went on this like mental, like mindset battle and mental plummet really, where I was like, well, now I can't stick to the plan. And so I just kind of went off the plan and I was eating potato chips and chocolate and carbs. And then we went out to sushi, which, which it was part of the plan. It was in the financial budget. It was a date night that we had planned, but I ordered a roll, not even looking at the details of it. And it ended up being like one of the kind of crunchy rolls where it had tempura shrimp and like the crunch on top, which is like a weakness of mine. I didn't realize till they put it right in front of me. And I was like, oh no, it's a crunchy tempura roll. And my husband's like, do you want to trade me? And I looked at him with like these very aggressive eyes. And I was like, no, (laughs) they put it in front of me. I'm eating it now. Um, And for those of you who may not know, I am gluten-free because of Hashimoto's thyroid issues. I'm not celiac, so it's not going to kill me or anything. But in conversations with my doctor, it does um, spike and stimulate my antibodies to attack my body, attack my thyroid, and send me on a whirlwind for 21 days. So how I have this much energy right now, how I am this clear and focused has got to be the grace of God and praying and repentance through that because I had gluten that day willingly and intentionally. And then I went to Cold Stone and then it went on for a couple of days, right? And I feel like I'm not the only one. There are other people who something happens. There's some kind of external circumstance that shifts something that you have going on and sends you your plans out the window and can send you in this kind of mental plummet where you just end up sabotaging yourself in your greater goals. It happens all the time. And so I know I'm not alone in this. And I shared this on my social media and I got so many just heartfelt responses. People were messaging me. People were commenting like, this is so relatable. I feel you. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for being real. Thank you for being vulnerable and transparent with us. Like you guys, I'm not perfect, but that's the thing. Nobody is perfect. Okay. So let's talk about this real acronym that I've put together. You know, I love, maybe you don't, if you don't, now, you know, I love definitions. I love when I'm doing a Bible study, even to go to like blue letter Bible or pull out a concordance and really dig into like cross-reference these words and their definitions. And what do they mean? Like what is actually being said here? And so I'm going to get into some definitions 
of this acronym. So real, it's realistic expectations, amplify life. And I want people to be real on social media. I want them to show up realistically with realistic expectations to amplify life. So realistic, what does that mean? It's having or showing a sensible and practical idea of what can be achieved or expected. Okay. When people are not showing up real on social media, they're giving people a false idea of what can be achieved or expected. And don't even get me started on how this shows up in the marketing world, right? That's a whole nother conversation here, but showing people a practical idea of what can be achieved and expected. Okay. Nobody, not nobody, but very rarely is somebody going to go in and start some kind of health plan or financial plan and not stumble any kind of plan, any kind of life change or transition or shift or pivot, a lot of times we are going to stumble. And not allowing that to be seen is truly setting other people up for failure. Because then when they stumble, they feel like they're the only ones. And then they feel alone and isolated, like they can't reach out for help overcoming this. A second definition of realistic is representing familiar things in a way that is accurate or true to life. Man, we do not see much of that on social media, like at all. <laughs> People will represent familiar things sometimes, but in a way that's not really accurate or not really true to life. It's let's paint this pretty picture of, of what I want the world to see instead of accurate and true to life things. So that's realistic. Expectations. One definition of this is a strong belief that something will happen or be the case in the future. And this goes back to the practical idea of what can be achieved or expected, right? These, these two realistic and expectations kind of have reciprocating definitions. And how interesting is that? That we don't portray realistic life and then people have these false expectations of themselves and of the world and of society. And it's just this vicious downward spiral that I feel like I see the world going in, in terms of mental health and isolation and so many other things. A strong belief that something will happen or be the case in the future. When we give false reality and false expectations for people, man, that is a mental struggle. That is a mental barrier for so many people because we're giving them a false expectation of what is going to happen or what could possibly happen in the future. A second definition of expectations is a belief that someone will or should achieve something. Kind of the same thing. Like I just talked about who's going to start a plan, start a change, start a transition in your life, and then have it just like go completely like this is how it's going to work. Straightforward, like no hiccups, no mistakes, no anything going on negative over here, like rarely ever. Okay. People are going to make mistakes. We are not perfect. And then amplify. This is to enlarge upon or add detail to a story or a statement. So realistic expectations amplify. They create this bigger picture of the world when we have these realistic expectations, when we're portraying and putting out there these realistic expectations, they're adding details to a story or a statement. This is allowing people to feel seen and heard for who they are and how they actually feel. 
And if social media could be this, if the quote meta could be this, maybe it would be something that I would be interested in. But as of right now, with the unrealistic false expectations that people put out in this social world, it's no place that I have any desire to be because it's amplifying all of the negative and all the bad things. It's amplifying the mental health struggles. It's amplifying the isolation and people feeling alone. And so this real acronym, Realistic Expectations Amplify Life, I want to amplify the the life-giving stuff, the things that help people feel seen and heard and acknowledged and not alone, like they have fellowship and community and relationship for real. (laughs) And then life, right? It's existence. We know what life is. But here's the deal. If you're a believer, life isn't just now. It is for eternity. So consider that when you're putting something out on social media, are you being real to the extent that it is amplifying life and eternity? Is it providing real expectations, realistic expectations to amplify life and eternity? I like to say that I am not a Pinterest mom. I am a peaceful mom. Quote Sasha Star Robertson. It's totally different then this Pinterest idea of like these perfect homes and these perfect kids and these perfect chore charts and makeup and hair and like all this, I can't even get into it. It's like, it's too much to keep up with, right? So peace, a peaceful mom. Peace to me means living in integrity with who I am. All of me. (laughs) Yes, all of me. So what is integrity then? One, it's being honest. Two, it's being whole and undivided. Hello, shalom is like the same kind of definition. It's peace, but it's a wholeness of peace. An undivided and unbroken wall is the way that the Bible Project explained shalom in one of their videos a few years back. And I just fell in love with the word. It's not just a greeting. It is so much more. So shalom is a very important and powerful word for me. And number three definition of integrity is the condition of being unified, unimpaired, or of sound construction, which is the same. It goes back to this shalom, this wholeness. It's a wall that doesn't have a crack or or a missing brick. It is like almost perfect, right? Perfectly whole. It is unified. It is unimpaired. That is integrity. And I want to ask you, have you ever wondered where anxiety might come from? Because sometimes Maybe, just maybe, it's a lack of peace or unity in who you are and who God created you to be versus what the world is seeing versus what you're putting out there or what you feel like you can put out there. I have had clients that have talked to me and let me tell you, the life that they are living versus the life the world is seeing are two completely different things. Their family members sometimes don't even know what is going on in their head, in their heart, in their marriage, in their home. And it is so heartbreaking to see people feel so alone and so isolated And so unseen and unheard because they can't share. They can't live in integrity. They can't share of what is realistically going on because everybody's putting out there these unrealistic expectations that we all feel like we have to live up to. So going back to what I said, when I said that peace means to me, living in integrity with who I am, all of me. Yes, even the ugly. And God knows 
God knows even the ugliest thoughts, the ugliest things that have ever happened to me. So why hide it? Why would any of us hide it? I can tell you a main one. It's fear of man. And Matthew 10, 28 says, and this is like, whoa, be ready, sit down, hold on to your chair and do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell. This is coming from the ESV. And I am just like, wow, if you have a, a strong fear of man, sit down and meditate on that verse from Matthew 10, 28, and adjust those expectations that you might be struggling with. Take those thoughts captive. Where are they coming from? Why are you having them? Maybe what things are in your past that people have said to you or done to you that are clouding this truth from scripture of who God is and what he says. I want to get over this highlight reel, filter, only the good stuff type things that you see on social media. People will definitely portray an image. Then in reality, be totally different. I was talking to a friend the other day and she was hearing about how her sister only posts photos with like heavy filters on. Like, she says she has it come across her social and she's like, oh, who is that? And then she looks up at the name and she's like, oh, it's my sister, my sister-in-law or whoever it was. And so I just always think about this joke about, um, about the milk carton, right? Like all these filters, if we still used milk cartons to put pictures on when people went up missing, like what, what pictures are there of you out there that when they say this person is missing, are you even going to look like what people think you look like? And I'm saying this because I have met people who you look at their social media. We've all met people like my friend's sister, right? You look on social media and it's one thing that you see and then you meet them in person and they look different, they talk different, they act different. And so living in integrity is so incredibly important. Another one um, story that I wanted to share was... Uh, just of people who will show up on their social media or their podcast or their YouTube channel or whatever as one thing. But then once you get in the DMs or you meet them in person, or, you know, if you were flying the wall in their home, you're like, whoa, who are you? This is not the person I thought I'd been listening to this whole time, or this is not the person that, um, you know, this is not even the heart that I thought you had. This is not the compassion and open and bubbly, like sometimes you'll see their heart is really ugly, but you would not know that based off of what you've seen them put out on social media. And so to me, it's not just lacking in integrity. It's borderline lying, right? Proverbs 12, 22 says lying lips are an abomination to the Lord, Ooh. but those who act faithfully are his delight. And to me, faithfully in this verse just goes right along with integrity of who we are and having faith that fearing God is more important than fearing man. That even if we do have a fear of man, that God is for us and he has us and he is carrying us even through the ugliest parts of us and the ugliest parts of our lives and the most difficult circumstances. Luke 16, 10 says, one who is faithful in very little is also faithful in much. And one who is dishonest in very little is also dishonest in much. And I love this verse so much. I love this whole parable. If you go to Luke 16, I think it's also in Matthew. And go read it because it's so 
powerful, the whole thing. And it applies to so many things in life. But honestly, the bottom line of it all is that if you are faithful with little, you're faithful with much. And that goes across the board. That goes with a post that you put out on social media, being dishonest. Where else are you being dishonest? And I think this is where the enemy can really, we can allow him to sneak into our lives where we'll just be dishonest about one little thing and get away with it. And then we'll be dishonest about a little bit more and then a little bit more and then a little bit more. And we started walking this path, just, you know, putting our toes in the water. And the next thing you know, we're cannonball jumping in the dishonesty pool. And then sometimes we don't even know who we are. Anyways, I digress. What I want to say is it's okay to show yourself still in your pajamas at 4 p.m. And I say still, because you know, some people might go into their pajamas at 4 p.m., but still in your pajamas at 4 p.m. It is okay to cry, just not all the time. My son has this little music, this CD that we listen to in the car, and it says that it's okay to cry, just not all the time. So whenever he's like melting down, sometimes we'll sing that song to him. Um, It is okay to ask for help. Wow, what a concept. I know people in our society in this 21st century, if that's still what we're living in, I should probably look this up because I'm pretty sure I've said that on a podcast before, but um, people today really, really struggle to ask for help. And I know this because I, I, I'm, I don't want to say was because I can have a tendency to still um, struggle asking for help. I'm so much better at it than I was, but I used to be afraid to ask anybody for help for anything because that meant I was weak. That meant I was less than, I was struggling, or or they were going to know how weak I was, or whatever. Like, come on, just ask for help if you need help. We're meant to be in relationship. We're meant to fellowship with each other. We're meant to link arms and carry each other. I love um, the saying that says, uh, what is it? Joy shared is joy doubled. Yeah, great, awesome. But misery shared is misery halved. And when we're able to ask for help, somebody's able to use their gifts and their strengths to come alongside us and lift us up. And that brings me to the next one. It's okay to ask for prayer. One of the things I absolutely love about our church is that we have a corporate prayer time. And it is amazing because you will see people stand up and ask for, ask for prayers and then somebody else gets to stand up and pray for them. And sometimes it's big, heavy stuff. Like a family member or a friend has recently passed away or is dying with cancer. Or maybe it's some time where a little kid asks for his cat to come back home. It's okay to ask for prayers. It always breaks my heart. And this is just like a little, a little picture inside of me. When I find out after the fact that one of my friends or one of my loved ones was struggling with something and they never asked for prayer, or they said they've reached out to some of their prayer warriors and, and asked for prayer. And I'm like, they don't see me as one of them. They don't see me as somebody that they could have reached out to for help or for prayers. But a lot of times it's not about me. So remember that it's not about me. It's about them and whether they felt worthy or able to ask for help or to ask for prayers. So remember, it is okay. It is more than okay. Please do it. Ask people for help. Ask people for prayers. There are people who are out there like just waiting for somebody to ask. And it is okay to be honest about how you're feeling and what you're struggling with. Because there are not just a couple, there are dozens, hundreds, maybe even thousands of people out there who are struggling with exactly what you are, or who have 
previously struggled with these feelings or with these doubts or with these fears, and they have overcome them and they want to share notes. They want to help you through. So be honest, both with yourself and with others. And I'm not saying you have to air all of your deeds out on social media, right? But be in fellowship with people. Stop isolating. Don't be alone. But also don't portray this false reality, this false identity on social media. Please, I'm begging you. And the big thing is stop caring what other people think. I know, I know you've heard this. I don't even know how many times before, but it is easier said than done. I know, I know, I know. But here's the deal. They are flawed too. (laughs) They make mistakes too. So what does it matter what they think of you? I mean, I know there's probably some reasons inside of you, but ask yourself, write it down, journal about it. Ask God to come into those thoughts, to rewrite them, to change those feelings. Why does it matter to you what they think more than what God thinks? But here's the deal too, the good news. Here's the good news. (laughs) Romans 5, 8 says, but God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And Christ died for us and we are still sinners. We are still broken and flawed and we make mistakes. But Christ has already done the work. So just come back to him, lay it at his feet. And a couple other verses I want to leave you guys with today. 1 Peter 3.16 says, Having a good conscience, so that when you are slandered, those who revile your good behavior in Christ may be put to shame. So even still, if you are fearing man, if you are caring about what people think because they might criticize you or belittle you or think less of you, it doesn't matter if you have a good conscience. And people are slandering you, even in their own thoughts, they're going to ask, they're going to answer for that. And in Christ, they may be put to shame for reviling you for your good behavior. And Colossians 3.23 says, whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord, not for men. So when you are putting out a post on social media, ask, is this for the kingdom? Is this for God? Is this work for the Lord, not for man? In benefit of men, yes. But are you doing it for the Lord or are you doing it to try and please man? And the last one is for the mamas, for the daddies. Proverbs 27, the righteous who walks in his integrity, blessed are his children after him. So sisters, remember this real uh, acronym, this real acronym that I've put together for you. Realistic expectations amplify life, amplify kingdom life, amplify eternity. Be you, be real, be vulnerable, be transparent. Stop hiding. Stop the reels, like highlight reels, you know, like the filters. Don't share only the good stuff. Even if you're just being honest with yourself and who you are and how you're feeling. Remember that the righteous who walk in his integrity, blessed are his children after him.
little bit like a hot mess lately. The new year's begun, we're a month in, and you're like, man, I'm not as far as I thought I would be by now. Maybe you find yourself struggling with that God-first, God-focused life. You don't even know where you would find quiet time or time to get in the Word. Maybe you're not being a patient and intentional parent with your kids. Maybe you have no quality time with your husband. Maybe it looks like you're not taking very good care of your home or able to keep up with all the chores. Is self-care a word that doesn't really make sense to you because you're not taking care of yourself physically, emotionally, nor mentally? Maybe you're not being intentional with your friendships or community. Or maybe it's about those God-sized dreams that you keep putting off. Well, I have something in store for you. Coming up later this month, I'm going to be hosting the Chaos to Clarity Workshop. I truly want moms to cut the chaos and overwhelm and replace it with clarity, peace, intentional living, and abundance. Because I believe that these things are for you. I have a heart for seeing mamas live peacefully, productive days. Yes, doing all the things, but only all the things that are meant for you. So if this sounds like something you'd be interested in, mark your calendars for the early morning, if you're in Alaska, late morning if you're on the East Coast, for February 19th. Jump in the Intentional Abundance community to make sure you have first dibs on hearing more about this event as it unfolds.